What's up, guys? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number eight of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today's guest, we're going to be sitting with business owner, entrepreneur, our first female interviewee. She's also a writer, a baker, and a lady boss. Give it up for our special guest, Maggie Asfahani. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you for, for stopping by. We're going to be drinking some whiskey today. Maggie doesn't drink whiskey straight. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, she mixed it with some club soda. But today we're actually going to be drinking, and you could, you could actually announce the, the name of this bottle. Glen Morangi. Glen Morangi. Highland uh, Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Yeah, and this is actually the sherry cask finish, La Santa, and this is 12 year. What do you think about it? It's delicious. It's very delicious, sweet. even with the club soda? No, very much so. It's, it just makes it a little more refreshing. Really? Yeah. I like it straight. So I have to get back to my kids. So I don't. Want to <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't. <laughs> Probably going to keep drinking whiskey after this. So. As I'm, for I'm everyone. responsible for, yeah, for your <laughs> So I'm really excited to have you on our episode. Again, you're our first female interviewee. We've said it in the last couple episodes that we really want to have you know, a female entrepreneur, somebody that's really making a big splash here in the city. And, you know, I'm really excited that we ran into you last week. Well, we were you. actually eating at your restaurant, which we're going to talk about in a sec. Mm -hmm. um, really good, by the way. So thank you, thank you. really excited to have you on. Why don't we start by you kind of introducing yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself for all the viewers here on iTunes and on YouTube. Well, uh, I've Lived in El Paso all of my life. I was born in California. We moved here when I was about three. My family is from Lebanon. Uh, my degrees I have nothing to do at all with cooking or restauranting really? or business or anything. I did my undergrad and master's here at UTEP. My undergrad was in political science and my master's is in communication. I studied the effects of culture on conflict in marriage. Very exciting wow. stuff. So tell me a little yeah. bit about <laughs> tell me a little bit about the effects of culture and the study of marriage. Well, what I had, was originally looking at was to see if people uh, processed conflicts differently, whether they were Anglo or Hispanic. That's what my study was wow. on, and so. I mean, the results were inconclusive. It was just because, and I didn't know if it's because people maybe who are um, more Anglo were, so what I did was base a study on something called uh, individualism and collectivism. So okay. typically there are some cultures that are more individualistic, so they're more about themselves and the individual rather than collectivistic, which you think of as more typically Hispanic. So, family you know, family-oriented, yeah. okay. that kind of thing. But so I couldn't see if there wasn't as much of a difference because people had become acculturated. So even if you're more individualistic, if you live in a collectivistic society, you, you, you might adapt, just or you adapt. You kind of but interviewing some from them, exactly. Right? Okay. But interviewing people was super interesting. And even though I wasn't doing psychology, I felt like a therapist because people, oh, their marital problems were very, <laughs> very heavy. I had a lady whose husband almost ran over her. Wow. You know, somebody who's yeah, just. Uh, Love's a crazy thing. It is it? a crazy thing. And all Love's I've got to say thing. is brinca brincas and alcohol do not mix. Brinca brincas. <laughs> <laughs> is so, it the regular brinca brinca or the ones with the, the boxing gloves? I think any of them. You know, because there's the typical, you know, party where it's right. just at the beginning, it's like the kids and then it turns into like the adult party after getting in the adults get into the brinca Right, brinca. right. It's like not. Oh, yeah, the adults. And yeah, then one, just All you need is one adult to fall into the net and the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people I talked to where there were like these fights that started at a party and then yeah so 
That I think that happens everywhere. Yeah, not I know. even just in clubs. You yeah, know, you don't need a brinca brinca. I think it's just alcohol. <laughs> exactly, but the brinca brinca doesn't help. It's yeah, the right? family dynamic. You're like your mother told me. That. No. Wow. So, so yeah. So college, you, you graduated here, uh, UTEP. I graduated here at UTEP, and then I my previous career, I did uh, freelance writing and editing, and then my last job was I was the editor of What's Up, the Entertainment Weekly that's with the El Paso Inc. That is now sadly no longer, but has transformed into something else. I remember so, What's Up. What's yeah, up. yeah, What's yeah. Up. So I did. So that. you I loved you were it. you were uh-huh. writing for writing, and I was the editor of What's Up for that's a couple awesome. years, and then. So you have a lot going on because not only are you an entrepreneur, business owner, but you're also a writer, right? Mm-hmm. So you you tell us a little bit about um, what you did previous. What other what other what other kind of writing jobs or. Or, um, you know, journeys did you have before this? Um, journeys that I had before this. It was just, well, being mostly a writer, freelance writer, and, and being a mom to my two girls. I have twins. They're 15 now. So that's a lot. Twins. Yeah, twin girls. <laughs> How is that? Mm-hmm. I dated a twin in the middle. It's a funny story. I'm like, is this, is this <laughs> Wait, family friendly? Like, <laughs> I was like, maybe I should take a sip of this. So I dated, yeah, it's a, it was in middle school. So it's okay, like, okay. you're so my we're, girlfriend we're type of thing, and that was it. It was just a title. But um, it was funny because she was in eighth grade, I was in seventh grade, and it was her name was Cindy, and her sister was Summer. They were identical, oh. like to the point where I liked Cindy. I was dating her, but I could never <laughs> tell <laughs> which one was which. So I was like, I don't know, like where this is going. <laughs> so after class, so after class, we would always meet by the Coke machines in some hallway, right? Mm-hmm. And I would purposely go. Like, I would go and I would have to hide behind a Coke machine until both of them were there. Because I would see one there, but I would be like, I don't know if that's my girlfriend or is it the sister? <laughs> like, should I go and kiss this girl? Because if I kiss her, am I kissing this? So I would wait until both would show up and then I would start walking slowly until they'd make eye contact with me and see which one came at me. And then I'd be like, well, this is Cindy. Cindy and Summer, <laughs> if you're watching this, I am sorry. <laughs> Cindy broke up with me. Because <laughs> oh, I kissed her sister. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that didn't happen. It was did they take tests for each other or anything? I don't know. I don't know if I they did. I didn't hear about that. My twins are, are fraternal, so there there's no. So there's you, no is there is there kind of that connectivity too? Do they have that? Like I would one say feels one thing, one feels another. I don't know if it's like that, but they definitely have. When they're getting along, they're very sympathetic to each other and very much understand each other. But they are very very different. Really? And and I like that about them. I mean, I think that's always, I think it's been an asset to them growing up because even though people call them the twins, sometimes they're still very very different. Yeah, and they're very very different. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny because it's like my personality, which is kind of intense, split into two very intense personalities. So, it's kind of funny. It's like, why are you acting this way? Oh, <laughs> recall myself at the age of fifteen. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, <laughs> karma, it exists. That's what right? I say. Yeah, it does. My mom feels like that about my sisters, too. So, <laughs> so karma does exist. It does. Yeah. It does. So, so, what else do you have going on? You're. Well, you, that's not enough. Obviously, well, no, I mean, because I know there's more. <laughs> uh, so, so you, you graduated UTEP. Um, you did a little writing as well. Mm-hmm. You're still doing writing? Uh, not not writing? as much anymore because it's just the business takes up so much time. It's yeah. something that I'm definitely missing and something that I, I want to get back to doing Definitely. so that's awesome is it more of a therapeutic type of thing for you or is it just kind of a a, a way of it, it can 
be. It depends what kind of writing it is. If it's something more personal and you're doing fiction, then it is definitely more therapeutic. But if you're, what I miss about being at a newspaper is the kind of like, interacting with people. Although I'm interacting with people now, I interacted in a different way. You get to hear people's stories more personally, go out and do interviews with people, and right. you just, it, it's just different. It's, it's just different, and I miss that sometimes. Yeah, that's awesome. Now. Going back, how long ago was this that you did work at, at the uh, El Paso Times? Mm, at the Inc., the El Paso Inc. It was, I think I left about two years ago now. Two no, actually ago? in 2016, yeah, 2016. Where do you, no, where do you see, where do you see kind of the attention going as far as people consuming or, or purchasing newspaper rather than social blogs or, or things like that? Do you see more attention kind of veering off? Did you see more attention kind of veering off when you were there? I think so, but I think it's something that all newspapers and all kind of print media are struggling with right now. Is yeah. how to, and I think the best ones, what they can do is kind of supplement the print product with any kind of social media and kind of because there's always, especially older people, and there's nothing to compare to holding an actual newspaper in your hands. Yeah, you know, but it's nice to have Twitter and all that kind of stuff so that you can just get something quickly. Right, you know, right. You just want to know what the latest more, news is. A lot mm-hmm. more. Yeah, but but sitting over the paper on a Sunday and nothing's gonna replace that. Like yeah. sitting over your tablet, it's just not the same thing. It's like what made America Scrolling great. Through your huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, picture America on a Sunday, just everybody. Yeah, with their coffee and reading the comics and all or, that. Stuff. Or those kids. Well, that was child labor, so that wasn't good. But you know, those kids <laughs> on the streets that were like extra, extra, you know, with a little hat. Was <laughs> child <laughs> labor? They were at least eight years old. Yeah, right. Hey, at least they were working. Yeah, right. And isn't that crazy that nowadays? You, don't see that too much. No. Mm-mm. You see more people just, you know, video gaming it up. Right, Fort, right. Fortnite? Fortnite. I don't understand this Fortnite thing. I, I know it's a huge craze, but... I, I mean, it sounds interesting. It sounds cool. No, it's him. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me a little bit about the business. I know the business is what consumes your your life, every right? Thought, every, yeah. Every, every action. Uh, so, tell me, uh, you know, give me in-depth what is Salt and Honey Bakery and Cafe? You know, where where did you guys start? What is the idea and concept behind it? Because for those of you that haven't gone yet, I mean, this place is freaking awesome. On top of just the decor and the way it looks, the vibe that you get right away. I mean, it feels like you're out of town. I, I feel, I kind of get like an Austin vibe. Uh, and it, it feels really cool just to kind of escape. I love those little, little hidden gems in El Paso that you walk in and right away you just feel like you're out of the city, you know? So tell me a little bit about Salt and Honey. Well, let's go back to when I was a wee, wee child. <laughs> so wee child. I've always wanted to have a restaurant, even when I was younger. Since I was about 10 or 11 years old, I've always loved cooking. My family in Lebanon has a restaurant and have had it for many, many years, probably, I'd say, more than a century at this point through through the family and so my parents were very very discouraging of me getting into the business because it's a very very difficult business so I did my you know went to college did all of that but I couldn't let it go I used to when I was younger cut out recipes from magazines and then put them in um, these binders with the old photo you know like the yeah like my own cookbooks (laughs) and so I still have all of those and I had all these subscriptions to cooking magazines and things and I it was just always in my heart and in my head and then just in the last few years, an opportunity came up where I would be able to have a space in that building, and I just thought, you know what, I wanted to do this my whole life, I'm, I'm just gonna go for it. That's so awesome. I decided to go for it, so. So it's always been that passion, it's always been something behind you, even after 
going to UTEP and getting your degree. Right, right. Something that I've always, yes. Something that I've always. Awesome. So where did the concept come from? Because I know walking in, you know, it's, it's, it really, it really kind of just, the restaurant itself kind of takes you away from the city, like I said. So where, where does the concept come from? Well, I've had a lot of opportunity. Thankfully, I feel really blessed to be able to travel quite a bit. And so some of my favorite places that I've been is like London is one of my favorite cities in the world. Awesome. And yeah, I love I've London. It's just, oh, no, it's just so close to my heart. And Sydney also. And Sydney especially, they have a very robust brunch culture in Sydney. It's a very sunny city. You know, you see people all the time in cafes and the food is very fresh. And it's kind of like... LA also in a way but it's still like more beachy and more there's something about Australia that's still like very pure and very yeah they're very connected to nature and so I just love that and I wanted to bring something here that was different than you know your typical we have a lot a lot of great restaurants a lot of great local places but I just wanted something that was a little bit different something that encompassed my um, heritage of you know, being from the Middle East and then living in El Paso all of my life. So I wanted kind of that vibe. And that's a compliment I get a lot is that people say they don't feel like they're in El Paso, but at the same time, I hope to stop hearing that soon because El Paso is really stepping up its game. And so I hope that it's kind of a trend that'll continue and that people will be like, it it won't, I always want to stand out, but maybe not in that that way, if that right, makes right, sense, right. because I'm like, well, this is in El Paso, so El Paso, yeah. El Pasoans are doing great things. El Paso is great. You know, we have a hidden gem. I never want to be in Austin. I never, no offense to Austin, but yeah. you know, the traffic is terrible. <laughs> like it's, you know, right. prices are high. And, and El Paso is such a beautiful city, and I think it's so just under, under, I mean, from all the people that live here too, right. people just don't really see how big this city is and how big it's getting and how right. and the direction that it's heading right now with businesses like yours you know and that's that's just to kind of say that your business and all the other businesses and you're hearing it a lot because mm-hmm. it's just so different from what El Paso's always been used to and this is what people have been craving like people for the longest time even before I, I moved to uh, Miami I was always craving you know those those types of restaurants and and bars and and just attractions that that felt like our own something mm-hmm. that we can call our own and I think that's why people refer to other cities because they haven't right, seen it here right. it's, it's only in Austin that they've seen it in Arizona and, right. but um but yeah I mean I think overall you know you have a really good idea going for what you have right now I love the location too thank you yeah thank right you. right on the corner of it's uh, Pietras and Yandel, kind yeah, of. Well, it's like really right a little but yeah, yeah. right off literally the off sec- seconds off Across the, the street from Coconuts. Everybody knows where Coconuts is. <laughs> the dirty, dirty Coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love Coconuts. I was actually there last Sunday, the Sunday before. You know, it's so funny, but the, like 90% of the people, depending on age, you know, if you're older, then not so much, but 90% of the people are like, do you know where Coconuts is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right across the street. Honestly, so. that place is really, really chill. Like, you yeah, go and everybody's just hanging out having some drinks and right. it's a really cool environment you yeah. never you don't ever see people fighting there or, or <laughs> arguing you know? I just see people in like not this Cinco de Mayo but last year I remember we had just barely been open and there were people who had been partying they were wearing these giant sombreros outside it's like 7 in the morning all right. <laughs> <laughs> you hungry? Come on over after. So we have you have coconuts there. You have one eighth. Right one eighth. Dewey's, JGB. Dewey's, JGB. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of clientele are you getting in your business right now? In, because of that area, does that affect 
the type of clientele you're getting, or what kind of clients are you getting in Sultan? I'm. I'd like to think that the location is attracting a wide variety of people mm -hmm. because we get all kinds of people. We get students who are studying. We get couples who are on dates. We get. Um, Military, uh, there's realtors. the police station, realtors, the police station across the street, um, just all kinds of people. Right. You know, on the weekends, it's a lot of families, people who like to brunch, and we try to be really family friendly, also so that people can. I have kids, I want people to feel comfortable and not feel like it's too inaccessible. We have a changing table, we have high chairs, we want to make sure that people, if they want to come with their families, can have a nice experience. Yeah, I, I definitely felt a family by walking in there, but I also felt you know, also like a Starbucks vibe where you can go and study there and kind right, of disconnect. Right. Right. And also, I, I actually told my friend, hey, bro, take your girlfriend to Sultanani. <laughs> it's a really cool place. I Thank really you. liked it. Uh, the fries are... The, the honey fries? Yeah, the salt and honey fries. Salt and honey yeah. fries, yeah. So, obviously, you know, salt and honey, the name, salt and honey, um, a lot of the menu, I feel, had or was inspired with a little bit of honey. You're wearing a, a dress with some bees. So yes. where does where does the inspiration or or, or is this kind of like your spirit animal? My spirit <laughs> animal right now. I had to wear the bees to represent. No, I've always loved bees because bees are well the queen bee first of all, of course. Queen bee. But the bees are industrious. They're small, but they're you know they're fighters. Yeah. They get in there. They're and and honey is sweet and so all those things and then the salt and honey is because we do savory and sweet but also there are things that are from the earth you know like MSG and corn syrup doesn't have quite the same thing to it so and we always have the we make everything from scratch in the restaurant all our pastries are from scratch everything everything there is from scratch and so we wanted to like give the impression of something that was just earthy and natural and, yeah yeah that's cool even I feel like even the decor with the uh the hexagon. Yeah, and the honeycomb yeah, and everything. Yeah, the honeycomb. Yeah. The honeycomb yeah, it, it really feels like you're even walking in a honeycomb. Right. <laughs> 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 but no, it's a really cool setup. I love what you guys have Thank going you. on Thank over you. there. So you guys have a little bit of everything, right? You have some food. You guys do breakfast. You guys we do, do lunch. We do. Um, I saw, obviously, you have the baked goods as well, mm -hmm. all fresh. Uh -huh. um, and then you have coffee. We do. Our coffee, our coffee is from... Uh, our espresso is from 210 and they're local and they're just around the corner from us and it's delicious delicious coffee I've heard of 210 yeah they're really really good so okay. we try so to you guys, support you guys local, local when we can that's awesome we try to support local that's when we awesome can. I, I see that trend with a lot of our inter interviewees even uh, a lot of our local business owners they stay local you know how important is staying local to you or supporting local it's extremely important because the way that I see it and, and something that we hashtag sometimes is community over competition because I feel like when we help each other, we all grow. Yeah. Instead of, you know, if you spend your energy fighting people and, and trying to, like, come out on top in that way, nobody's ever going to win. But we can all, all of us, that there's enough customers for everybody. Right. There's enough people who are looking for different things to do and different places to eat. And so anytime on my personal account, at least, like, if I go to different restaurants that are local, I try to promote them. I try to... Because it's like we all win. You saw my Whataburger promotion. Like a little emo about it. I actually had somebody call me. He's like, "Are you okay? You'll have to check it out to see." Because yeah, you guys, where can we find? Where can we follow you? That way you, you <laughs> get me personal, to see this post. It's at Maggie Osfahadi, but like it's. <laughs> Everybody's like really emo funny. Maggie, you know, but <laughs> feeling the feels at the end of the night. But no, I mean we have to we have to support each other because we still in the end are a small community, even though we're big in size, we're still small in spirit, and so it's still kind of like a village in spirit. And so when anybody trashes a local business, like 
and that's something that I want to I want to tell anybody who's listening or viewing. If you have something, you go to a place, especially if it's a local business, and you have a bad experience, seek somebody out and talk to them, and do not immediately go to Facebook and just trash yeah. the business because you are you're affecting people, you're affecting um, people's livelihoods, people's everything. If there's a legitimate concern, those concerns should be heard, but. And if you're not taken care of by, by the establishment, then for sure go out yeah. and, and I think, make yourself heard. But I think what people don't understand, and I it, it took me a while to understand too, because I would catch myself getting mad, but then it's at the same time, it's like everybody's human, you know, and even you as a business owner and everybody working there, everybody's human and somebody can be having a bad day. Right. And right. give you not so great service, or maybe they're happen to be a hair in your food but I mean I think it's more on how the business handles the exactly, situation exactly. not so much of what happened and then you react exactly. to it you know exactly. because if, if, if something happened where the food wasn't good or the service wasn't great and you made a, com- uh, a complaint or talked to the manager I'm sure they would address it right like how can know? we fix it nobody wants you to have a bad yeah. experience I mean that would be kind of screwed up if you're like yes come here so we can torture you well, <laughs> yeah, there are places that are right that's the first thing I thought but that's like, their business model come it's not here most so people's, we can make yeah, fun not of you most people's <laughs> business model so yeah. Yeah, so no, we always want to make things better, and obviously mistakes happen, but we really, really want to try to, and especially because we're on the local level, you have access to the owner. You can come and talk to me, or you know, send me an email, and I'll, I'll figure out how to fix it for yeah. you, you know? So, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, before you guys make complaints, or before you guys go to Facebook come and Come to me. Not that you should be complaining, because we're amazing. Like, Sultan, we're yeah. Make complaints, but in case, <laughs> in case your coffee's a little cold. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, definitely support local. That's mm-hmm, the best for thing sure. to do. And that's how we're going to see, you know, our city grow. Exactly. To the size that we want it to be. Everybody that's been here for the last 15 years, you you may not be noticing the change, but, it, and it kind of took me stepping out of the city right, and then stepping right. back into the city to see right, because I feel right. like maybe if I stayed here and I didn't leave I wouldn't have really noticed mm-hmm. how much growth was happening it's tremendous it's, it's tremendous it's insane. It's really and insane. yeah there's enough to go around for everybody but support support your local businesses definitely definitely yes right now we're talking a little bit about her story um, Maggie here and um, she's sharing her story we're talking a little bit about the business um, you know what kind of salt and honey is about the concept uh it's a really awesome place you know we're talking a little bit about how how different it is here in el paso to have something like this but again it's still el paso it's something that we could definitely claim here in the city um so tell us a little bit more about the business you know what what kinds of foods you guys offer what what is a menu like um i know you are from lebanon yes my family is from your family's from lebanon so Mm -hmm. does does um, you know that have a influence on the business or the menu as well? For and sure. Tell us a little bit about that. So we have the falafel for sure. That's my dad's recipe. Thanks, Dad, for that. Uh, we have an avocado toast. It's a hummus avocado toast, which is like super super. That's popular. the ne- that's the one I was. I couldn't decide whether I should get the well next time falafel or the hummus. Yeah, salsa. It's super, next super time popular. I'm gonna try that one. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a Lebanese twist to it, but also a border tri- twist because we're here in El Paso and we have our tacos borrachos and our brisket torta 
out now our new items and they're nice. they're really really that good. Sounds bomb. Braised in beer, the um, the brisket's braised in beer. It's super super delicious. Really? Yeah. And then the tacos have our hash browns in them. So our we have these hash browns that everybody loves. Everybody always orders extra hash browns. Have you had the hash browns yet? No. They're like did these poblano. I did. So they're good, right? Super I had the uh, we had the salt and honey French fries. Those were amazing. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, the, I have to give a shout out to Tara Livingston from Nosh if you're listening, especially for the for the idea for the um, for the hash browns. So they have roasted poblano in them and cheese. So they're what time do you guys delicious. close? Because <laughs> we're gonna go eat right now anyway. Well, we close, <laughs> um, we're close on Mondays and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We our kitchen closes at two, but we're open till four. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we're open later. We're open for dinner on Friday, Saturday. And so you guys Sunday. have breakfast. You guys have lunch, and then on Friday, Saturday, Sunday you guys yes. have dinner. So we have the menu is available all day. So if you want. Um, Eggs in the middle, well, not the middle of the night, but like for dinner. <laughs> you yeah. can come over and have eggs for dinner, too. Awesome. So, if you guys yeah. have been a salt and honey, drop your favorite dish on the menu or anything that you've tried, because you guys also have baked goods. Yeah, right? so we make our baked goods in-house, and just we try to do things that are a little bit different. And So right now, for example, we're doing, for the season, strawberry scones. We have our honey lavender scones. We have a hummingbird cake that's super delicious, sells out, like very very quickly we do pies tars it just depends on what what the whim of, yeah. of the day is but we do all kinds of fun things too so and and how how often does that change or or that you know you said seasons or kind of yeah well it just depends on kind of right, what is that the something is. that you kind of give your chefs like hey yeah and feel? i do the baking some of the baking myself too because awesome. i love baking and so yeah i'll come up with ideas or i'll tell the pastry chef to like can you do this like we had uh last week and i think we'll do it again this week strawberry rhubarb tartlets and those, they were so good. Really? They're just super, they super go good. Quick. Yeah, they go quick. So what's what's the most uh, you know popular uh, baked good that you've had ever? At our place, I think that probably like the hummingbird cake is really really popular, and our bear claws. Like the people love the bear, bear claws. claws. Yeah, because it's all buttery and ah, just the almond. It's like <laughs> it's so good. Dang. It's good with a cup of coffee, like yeah. warmed up. So yeah, that's. I'm good. starving. Are you guys <laughs> starving? I'm like, like for real, I'm, I'm already hungry. I'm I don't think this was a good idea. <laughs> um, so, so cool. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what's next for Salt and Honey or what's next for you? Wait, what's the Mr. Burns like? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I don't know. Just building. Like we're, we have a lot of ideas in the works, and and yeah, just just follow us and, and stay posted. Right now, we're we just recently started doing dinner just a few weeks ago, and so you know that's going really well. And then we'll see what's we'll see what's next. People, I have been approached so many times to open other locations, but. I don't know about that. Have you thought about <laughs> have you thought have you thought about that? Because I know right now, I mean, I could tell you for sure, as a realtor, the growth that's happening right now right, in, right. in the city. There's growth all around the city. You know, east side, west right, side. Right. Um, but I think definitely in the far east side is where a lot of growth is happening. You know, do you ever see yourself kind of expanding out there? It's tempting, but honestly, like our location is super, super special. It's in a building that's a hundred years old. We have the original tile in the building, the exposed brick, and you can't replicate that in another in another yeah. location. Especially so, on the east side, everything's right, new. Right, everything's there. brand new. Yeah. So I could maybe, in the future, in the future, consider maybe a different kind of concept or like a spinoff or or something yeah. like that. But it's just so special. And then yeah. my brother is an architect. He's root architect, so follow them also. And then he's the one that did my. Uh, did my space, and so I have to 
That's awesome. Yeah. I think he was there the day that we were there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, the, was. he was. He was at the bar. He was at the bar. And you bar. said mm-hmm. that, hey, there's some, there's some architects and right, engineers right. here. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you want to talk to them, too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I give a lot of credit to him for, for putting up with me and being and agreeing to be paid in sandwiches. I regret <laughs> <laughs> that decision. But they were good hummus sandwiches, yes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, he's like, I'm just bringing 50 people over, and I'm like, Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No, here's he's, your he's great. Yeah, here's your sandwiches. No, he's he's great. But I, it's really because of you know that we're we're very complementary in in our vision and what we want to do for That's El Paso. Awesome. And he's done a lot of great work in El Paso also. So we're we're really really big supporters of of the city. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, we were talking about it just right now. You know, El Paso is just one of these cities that's emerging right now. Right, right. And so much, so much, so many businesses like yours are, are, are coming up in the city and, and, you know, they're really kind of giving the char- the city a little bit more character, I feel. Right, you know, and, right. and I, I love it. I love what you're doing, you know. Thank you. At Salt and Honey. So, for those of you that haven't checked it out, make sure you guys do stop by. Address, or how can people find Salt and Honey? Where is it located? It's at 801 North Piedras. It is right across the street from Coconuts, which I'm sure you all know where it is, in a green building. All you guys know. <laughs> all you guys I've know where Coconuts every is. every single one of you guys. What's up, Ryan, <laughs> X-Man, Marcus, Jesse, Roxanne? What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning so if you guys have any questions for our guest entrepreneur Maggie Asafani Asfahani Asfa it's a lot of A's don't it's a lot of A's. <laughs> a lot of A's and we're drinking whiskey so we're drinking whiskey can't, yeah. can't I'm not drinking that much. <laughs> I'm on my second glass so <laughs> so uh, talk to us a little bit about entrepreneurship so obviously you know starting the business you was it always successful as soon as the doors open or how was that process kind of you know from from the moment you guys opened doors to today okay. you know entrepreneurship is probably the scariest thing I've ever done except for raising twin teen girls which is <laughs> maybe scarier but uh, you never know what's going to happen you can be super prepared you can have all your ducks lined up in a row and and you don't know what's what's going on but I have been very lucky that since the day that we opened we've been welcomed with loving arms into the community and uh, some of it is luck and some of it is preparation and right you know there's some of it's just magic unicorns and unicorns and fairy dust but we just try I think that that one of the things that we really try to do is focus on on customer service on the food being really fresh on um, just making it a really good experience for people and helping people um, respond to that and they have how important to you do you think is word of mouth it's extremely important and that's why Another reason we try always every single day, every day that we open our doors is like a fresh start. It's like we haven't been, it's like our first day because you don't know who's coming in. You don't know if there's people who are coming in who's their first time and you want that experience to be super, super special to them. So yeah, and and they will, people talk, they'll tell their friends if it's good and they'll tell their friends if it's bad. So you want it to be good. So they tell them the good things. Yeah, definitely. Right. So you talked a little bit about preparation. A lot of it was preparation, some fairy dust, some magic stuff, and some luck, you know? Right. Um, starting a business, I know a lot of times some, pe- some people are short of luck, you know? So it really comes down to either they were prepared or had a game plan or not, you know? So what was the biggest lesson for you in getting prepared to start your own business? Well, I think that... First of all, I think everybody is lucky, honestly, but it's just if we recognize the point 
where that luck is coming because sometimes we're too wrapped up in ourselves or our own problems where we don't see the opportunities that yeah. are in front of us. It's all about point of view. Right. right. So I think that everybody has luck. It's just how you how you choose to perceive it. Um, now, now after I got that, I forgot what the question. You asked what the biggest challenge was. Yeah, yeah. So what was the biggest challenge? I mean, you said you... you a lot of preparation was done yeah um, so leading up to that preparation was there a lesson that you had to go through or was there oh, some sort of failure that you had to kind of go through in order to learn like hey I have to prepare and this is how we have to structure it and this is how we what we have to do right, before right. we actually open doors there's all kinds of little thankfully thank god I haven't had any major major problems that but as you go through the construction process and you're like oh, I didn't realize that I needed that permit, and that's another several thousand dollars. And you're like, oh, I didn't budget for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what am I going to do? Where am I going to get the money? Or, you know, maybe employees who didn't work out, or, you know, just kinds of, that. you just have to roll with the punches. And I think part of being a successful entrepreneur is being able to roll with those punches and not getting discouraged and figuring out, I think also, it's really important that if you don't know something, seek out somebody who knows and ask them and don't be afraid to ask questions because you're not doing yourself any favors. You think, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed, but it's more embarrassing to do something wrong because you didn't ask yeah. and, and to fail because of your own pride. Then. Right, right. And a lot of people have that pride. Right. Pride kills, oh, not it's, only it's kills relationships, it kills businesses, it, it kills It's everything, understandable because you know? it's embarrassing to yeah. be like, I'm opening, I'm doing this project, I'm doing all this stuff, but I don't know, like, who do I ask about this? Just ask. So there are no stupid questions. Did you have somebody that played that role in your life that you were able to ask and kind of go to for advice? Yeah, there were several There person? were several people, and I would give probably Tara, again, hi, Tara, um, from Nosh was, was a big one because she opened her restaurant. She was ahead of me in the in the process and, and gave me a lot of good advice. Uh, Michelle and Mustafa uh, Rifai from Block, uh, Table and Tap, they, you know, they're instrumental in, so we have a question from yeah. Alex Ontiveros. Hi, Alex. Alex, hey, Alex. Hey, She's Alex. out of Florida. Yep. She asked if you delivered those pastries in Florida, but the, <laughs> the question I was, wish. what's one thing you wished you would have known at the beginning and the advice is geared towards new entrepreneurs? Kind of. That's kind of hard to say because I feel like... On one hand, you want to say if I wish I knew how hard it was going to be, but I'm kind of glad I didn't know how hard it was going to be because I might not have done it. So I, I, there is nothing maybe that, that I wish that I knew, no. Yeah, because sometimes you can shoot yourself in the foot if you know too much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's better almost not to explain know. that. Explain that. Well, because if you know, like for example, if I knew how hard it was going to be, or some of the challenges that I was going to face, like you can get scared off pretty easily. It's really easy uh, to talk yourself down or into a frenzy. Like all of us have our insecurities, all of us have our our doubts about things, and you want to build yourself up. So always seek out the people that will build you up. Read things that will build you up. Don't. I mean, it's, it's natural to focus on the negative and what could go wrong, but just don't spend a lot of time there because yeah. there's, there's wrong in every, right. in everything, you know, right. but I think what you said right now kind of hit it on the head is it's all about your point of view and, mm-hmm. and seeing the good in everything. And a lot of times people don't see, you know, how, how good it is that they have right. it. They're just focusing on the little right. couple bad things that, you know, shouldn't really have a big effect on somebody's life, but yeah, I mean, what you're saying right now is, is totally true. If you do know how hard it would have been, 
you know, that probably could have scared the shit out of you it, it, from <laughs> starting It uh, does, and then there's hunting, some you know? days, you know, where I'm like, even when we were starting dinner, because it's hiring more people, and then you're already set in a system. You're like, it's working, it's going pretty good, I have all these people, everything is in place, and you're like, okay, what's the next step? And you're like, oh my God, we're going to have new people, and what if those people aren't good, and what if this, and what if people don't come, and what if, but you can't, it's good to think about those things to be prepared, but don't, don't let it prevent you from reaching for the stars. Yeah. That's me reaching for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> and they're up there, they're right there. <laughs> so, that, that's, that's super interesting. Um, you know, kind of going on to this subject, what, what, and I want to word this right. <laughs> so, as a woman, as a woman business owner, you know, are there any struggles that you felt you had to go through being a woman um, that maybe, you know, a male business owner wouldn't have had to go through? Or do you feel like that even exists here in El Paso? Is El Paso, even though it's a small city, right. you know, it, does that exist where it's a little tougher for a woman business owner to start up? or to make it compared to a guy. Because I know there's a stigma out there. Right, right. I can only speak for myself, so I'm not going to give... I can't blatantly say, you know, for every woman that's trying to go into business, uh, especially here in El Paso. For myself, I did not feel hindered in any way by being a woman in El Paso. I don't know what the excuse for that is. Um, I think that El Paso is a really welcoming uh, city compared to a lot of other places. Everybody that I worked with, male or female, was extremely helpful, extremely welcoming. I did not feel talked down to in any way. I did not feel, and I don't know if, because we have a predominantly, this is just me, like, being an armchair psychologist. <laughs> yeah. if we have a, because we have a primarily Hispanic culture, the Hispanic culture is very uh, based on, like, the female, like, the mother. I think very respectful. You know, to a female mm-hmm. Because I was actually raised like that, like right. open the doors, right, um, pull right. out the chair. And know. so I don't know, I personally, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I think that any of the internal, it's more like an internal struggle because just being a woman in society in general, that you want to come across as um, authoritative without being... Right, like you feel like you have something yeah, to Yeah, yeah, without, have to with, prove you know, but, but every, there I... Everybody has been just amazing. So I don't want to say it's been an easy, easy road. Like, oh, it was all it was all great. But I didn't, because I think, like, dealing with contractors, dealing with any kind of vendors, like, I never felt talked down to. And I think that that's a very, very, um, it might be just a very El Paso thing. Everybody's yeah. been very respectful. And one of the reasons I love this city. Yeah, the city is, and I, you actually really do get to feel, you know, the type of feel, the, the type of people that are here in the city Especially when you go out of town, because mm-hmm. I know, <laughs> I know when I moved to Florida, my first <laughs> freaking week, I was so confused with life. I didn't know, I didn't know <laughs> who's, I didn't know who's yelling at me or not, because <laughs> there's so many uh, Cubans and Colombians over there, and they would come to my store and they would like, you know, like, and they would start yelling at me and, and like yell at me, and I was, I'm from El Paso where everybody like if you make eye contact with anybody you nod or you acknowledge them it's it's disrespectful to walk by somebody make eye contact and just like it's kind of weird it's like awkward you know so I feel like everybody here is so respectful and when I went over there I got a huge wave of call like I realized right away 
the one thing that I'm going to miss the most in El Paso was not Chico's or Whataburger, <laughs> but the people. It was the people because yeah. the people here in El Paso, I think, are, are such a different breed. You have, and now, you can't, I don't think you could have said this eight years ago, but now I feel like El Paso is becoming somewhat of a melting pot. You're having a lot of different mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's due to the, to the military, mm-hmm. but you have so many different people that are coming from the military for the military and then finish the military and then abstain and and having their families here and you know um so i i really love the direction that el paso is going i think it's 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 amazing amazing. but yeah i think knowing and and realizing the types of people that are here it's just it's real you know yeah it is and we have people People. like from all over now we have vietnamese restaurants we have i don't know if it's still open a nigerian restaurant because we had uh, a pretty sizable well, actually Argentinian, Nigerian I've seen Argentinian, Argentinian steakhouse you know so you got Colombian over uh, Nicaraguan you got a lot of stuff I ate at a Colombian restaurant not too long it was really good yeah but, yeah. yeah yeah I went to one too we had some fritanga it was pretty good it was delicious yeah, now I'm was, hungry <laughs> we're, we're all hungry we're gonna go to Salt and Honey right now so uh, but cool so um, you know we talked a little bit about the kind of the kind of journey or, or things that you had to go through as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, what advice would you have for somebody that maybe isn't from El Paso, maybe is in a city that, you know, they, they do kind of struggle with that. What advice would you have for, for, you know, a female that is wanting to start their business, but maybe in the back of their mind is, is a little scared of taking that jump because of, just that kind of stigma, you know, if I'm a woman, it's going to be harder for me to do it. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe it's just going to be a little bit more difficult because I, I have to reach out to contractors and, and right. all that stuff. So what, what kind of advice would you have for a woman that's wanting to start a business? I would just say seek out mentors, seek out people that are in businesses that you admire and, and see what they have to say and, and bring your questions to them and, and demand answers now. But I, Male or female, honestly, but especially for, for women, female entrepreneurs or other business owners who have who have gone through it and, and maybe in your area, which is different than El Paso and has its specific challenges, just see what they're doing and, and figure out ways to overcome, you know, those, those problems, but just reaching out, reaching out to others. Awesome. So next question <clears throat> would be, uh, what have you done to keep your keep the balance of your business and personal life that's no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'm actually cut in on this I think that's super important with any business especially once you do get to that certain point where you're getting busy and becoming successful right, and right. seeing that traction and momentum growing I think having a balance especially in real estate too I think it's super hard but it, it's super it's something that's very very necessary so how, sure. do, how does that affect you know you and how do you balance that? Um, I'm a failure at balance. It's a work in progress now, but because I'm a single mom, I have, like I said, twin teenage girls um, and a business that, that requires a lot of attention. It's, some of it is delegating. Some of it is realizing that you can't control everything, that you do your best, and that some stuff is is out of your control. Uh, and I'm trying to get back into and I just finished a book which I really loved but I what I was going to ask you about self-development right now because I know you said that you know you, I know you said self-development is important oh yes and self-development always be learning even if it's through 
um, like for example, my one of my daughters, she's really she spends a lot of time on YouTube, but she watches Crash Course. I don't know if you've ever heard of Crash Course. I haven't. It's amazing. Everybody's shaking is, their head. Yes, yeah, Crash I Course is really great. So you guys are holding a lot of stuff from me. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like, yeah, yeah, we we we're on that stuff too. Like, so not everything, not everything on the internet is crap. But Crash Course, for example, it's a series that I think is John Green, right? Yeah. So pink. It's Hank Green, his brother. Okay. Yeah, his brother. And so they do these these um, these series on history and economics and other things that just find the things that feed you. You know, even if it's if you don't have time to read a book, listen to a podcast in the car or listen. Whiskey yeah. Wednesday podcast. Whiskey Wednesdays. Yeah. Every single Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But you know. the things that feed you and, and feed your soul, you know, like for me, I spend a lot of time scrolling through Pinterest or, you know, like liking cool, things right? or pinning things, but or doing crossword puzzles. Now I sound like the world's biggest nerd, but like that's the truth. <laughs> I am. Give me the crown. Give me but, the crown already. Give it to her. Give it to her. Just, even, even just taking, you know, half an hour, an hour out of your day if you can, just right. going for a walk, just, just trying. Like I'm not... At all. So it doesn't even have successful. to be. Read, it doesn't even have to be reading a book. It's no. just more self-reflection or right, just right. kind of tuning out. You know, spend time with a friend that yeah. you enjoy and, and don't talk about work and just hang out. Mm. You know, just try to tell me what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for advice. It's tell hard. Me what you do. It's hard, yeah. and especially for me because cooking and baking and all of this has always been my passion. So it was my hobby, and so a hobby, my hobby has turned into a business. And so now it's kind of trying to find another hobby. So one of the things that I'm trying to get into is I really love miniatures. And I'm thinking of, like, trying to do a dollhouse with my girls and, like, decorating oh, really? a dollhouse. That's awesome. Like, oh, my God, I'm such a dork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just got to find ways to connect with the people that you care about, even yeah. if it's for a small bit. And realize that no matter how much you love your business and even if it's providing you sustenance in your family, like, a way of living, that it's not everything. Like, yeah, you still definitely. have to nurture yourself and your relationships because... Mommy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's that's what, you know, that's what a lot of people underestimate mm-hmm. when when they want the success and they want to have the business that they want. They they underestimate how much sacrifice you're also going to have to make, right. how much balancing right. you're also going to have to make. You right. know? So I think with any business, there has to be that balance. And your balance is connecting with the people that you love. And, right. you know, right. so that's awesome. My balance is pretty much the same, too. I mean, I feel like I'm working 12 to 14-hour days every single day, and it's sometimes really insane, you know? For the people that understand, the people that haven't gone, <laughs> appreciate you guys. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it could get very demanding, you know? But having that balance and, and definitely connecting with the people that you love, you know, mm-hmm. spending time with them, even if it's a, an hour or a day or 15 just a minutes, phone you know, call, phone call, somebody. Yeah. anything like that is, is a good way to balance those things. So if you are a business owner or thinking about becoming a business owner, make sure that you also kind of think about that too, you know, the balance and, right. and the sacrifice. I know our last uh, interviewee, uh, Israel Leanos. Hey, Israel. Israel. I see you at the gym sometimes. Hey, Israel. <laughs> uh, Israel, shout out to Israel. Podcast episode number seven is out now on iTunes and YouTube. Make sure you guys check it out. But, um, you know, Israel said it also uh, last week. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, you're talking about balance. And- yeah, 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 balance. Um, you know, he said that the sacrifice that even his family has to make in preparing for competitions is insane because 
He has to be eating the specific Dude, he is weight. so ripped. Like, I can't even... I look at you, Israel, and I'm like, I need some bread. Because I'm like, I'm never... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm never, never going to reach your level of fitness, and so I might as well just, like, eat this cake and enjoy my life. Give me some bread. <laughs> Give me so a, a bear claw. Yeah, huh? he's so fit. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, shout out Israel. Um, he's doing a lot of big things here in El Paso, too. But uh, right now, we're doing podcasts... Uh, podcast whiskey wednesday <laughs> podcast session episode, right? episode number eight with my guest maggie Asfahani. <laughs> and uh right now we're drinking what is our uh where is it where is it we uh we're mixing it up every single week every single week we're drinking a different whiskey we're featuring a dif- different whiskey and this week we're featuring glen moranji glen moranji uh, the sherry cask finish. It's 12-year. Really good. So, um, As you, you can know, see, we finished the bottle already. We killed the bottle. He finished the Maggie bottle. Maggie no, <laughs> and her club soda. Club soda. <laughs> but, uh, but awesome. You know, it's been a really interesting podcast. We've talked a little bit about entrepreneurship. We've talked a little bit about your business, Salt and Honey Bakery and Cafe. For those of you that haven't gone, make sure you guys definitely stop by. Uh, really cool vibe. Thank you. Really Thank cool you. restaurant. Um, you guys have a lot of really good food in there i haven't tried any baked goods but honestly we're probably gonna go right now <laughs> oh, you guys are close. Close. You guys are close. <laughs> damn we're gonna have to eat some yeah, pizza tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to eat some pizza for sure but um kind of final thoughts you know what what uh what kind of message do you want want our viewers here on itunes on youtube to kind of leave with you know you you have an amazing story i feel like you have so much going on for you not only are you a single mother you know, not only are you an entrepreneur, but you're a business owner, you're also a writer, you know, you have a lot of stuff going for you, and finding that balance, I, I know it's been something that you're still maybe trying to figure out, <laughs> right. you know, um, but what final thoughts do you have for our viewers, you know, somebody that is wanting to start a business, or, you know, maybe still just trying to kind of figure it out, um, what, what kind of advice do you have for them? I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound cheesy, but don't give up on your dreams. It may take a while, but if you're really passionate about something, pursue that path and figure out how to make it happen. Uh, There will be people who will support you. There will also be people who won't support you, and you have to be okay with that. When you change your way of thinking and you decide to become somebody different and somebody that's more in control of their life and somebody more powerful, there's definitely going to be people who aren't going to uh, stand for that or will fall by the wayside because they think that you've changed or are unrecognizable, but be true to yourself, be true to, to your passion, and you can't go wrong, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you may stumble along the way, I'm not gonna say it's all easy, but, <laughs> yeah. but find those people that support you, support yourself, and, and support your dreams, and just don't give up. Never, look, what does Winston Churchill say? Never, 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 never give never, up. Never, 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 never. Yeah, yeah. And, and he that's... also said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> that's a, that's maybe hot. Yeah, maybe hot. Maybe hot. Like really hot today. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, this has been a really good podcast. I'm, I'm really excited for people to kind of hear your story, uh, hear a little bit more about, you know, where you're coming from, where Salt and Honey uh, Bakery and Cafe is coming from, where the concepts come from. Um, I know you're doing a lot of things here in the city that. I'm going to have to give you props for it because there's not a lot of people, and I'm going to say this, there's not a lot of people right now that get it or that understand where 
everything's going. I think right now with the podcast, with the YouTube channel that we have going on, um, you know, I was influenced by a lot of very influential, successful people to do these podcasts and these these vlogs and, and the content that we're pumping out every single day. But just today I found out that you're actually on that same kind of track you know right, you right. you have your own marketing team you have hi evan thank you, you evan. Shout out evan. Evan. Shout evan, out evan. So, thank you <laughs> so evan what does evan what does evan kind of take care of for you what does he help uh well, you can ask evan. <laughs> evan, what, okay tell us a little bit about some of your responsibilities what are you helping uh maggie out with and salt and honey with um, well, the thing that's, like, really interesting about working with a place like Salt and Honey, it's, like, it's not just taking a photo of a bear claw. There's an entire, like, you, like, anyone who's been inside Salt and Honey has felt it. There's, like, a personality. It's more than just engaging with your audience, you know. She's bringing a new tradition to El Paso, you know. Let's make El Paso, no. Oh, that's so great again. That's she's definitely one of the people right now that's making El Paso. You know, a lot of people want to leave El Paso because they say we don't have this, we don't have that. But definitely, Salt and Honey is one of those that well, Austin doesn't have Salt and Honey, so yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you have your own marketing team. You, you have Evan helping you, and mm-hmm. he's, he's helping you with the marketing. And, and it's not just about taking a picture of a bear claw. No. You know, it's, it's about providing the content, letting people know what you guys provide and what you guys are doing. The, the vibe that you guys provide, like I said, I mean, is, is insane. It does feel Thank kind you. of out-of-town-ish, you know. It feels like you're stepping out of the city. Um, and it's, it's cool because, like you said, you want that to kind of stop. You want people to realize, like, Hey, it feels right. like Austin, but it's here in El Paso. This is right, an El Paso right. thing. Right, It's an El Paso thing, and I think it's very uniquely El Paso, you know. And like Evan was saying, I just I wanted to to represent not just the city, but me as a person, and my and, and hope that people respond to it, and they have, for the most part. So I I just want to be true to myself and true to my own vision, and and of course I care what people think and what they like, but also just want to expose them to something new too that they may not have. Yeah. So cool, cool. I mean, that's that's really awesome that, uh, you know, you you guys are getting it. You guys do. Even though you're a restaurant, a bakery cafe, you know, you still have the marketing team behind it. And it's just it's funny to see that, you know, you're doing something similar to what we're doing, <laughs> the real estate group out here, you know, where we're definitely providing content and trying to reach the people. Because right now, everything's on social media, Everything right? is on social media. And that's, I think, a big part of our success has been social media. And maybe when I ask new people who come in, how did you hear about us? A lot of them, I would say at least 80, 90% are like, I saw it on my friend's Facebook or I saw it on Instagram. Where, and that's why it's really important to have... Um, marketing and to seek out people who because everybody because everybody is on social media now it's easy to think like oh I can do it I can post a picture and I can which you can but if you want to gain traction and you want to like build a brand you need to have a professional help you thank you Evan (laughs) and I think what we're I think what you're hitting on right there and this is this is like gold nugget for you guys for restaurant owners for anybody um I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> say what you were saying. Right? Say social okay. media. How important is social media? <laughs> yes. 
Somebody take away this whisper. <laughs> it's not coming back. It's like, it was so good. Okay, so death. Okay, this is what I was gonna say. Um, so one thing that I did learn um, from from a, a mentor of mine was with these posts. You know, like you said, a lot of people think that I'm gonna start a business. Let me just post a couple pictures and I'll get some traction and I'll sell some. You can sell stuff by just posting mm-hmm. a picture. You can get an audience by just posting a picture. But what I think nowadays, nowadays that's gonna separate businesses that actually succeed to the businesses that may have their, their win and, and it may be good in little ways but mm-hmm. aren't gonna have that longevity right. is what you're focusing on and what we're focusing on right now is not width, mm-hmm. but it's depth. Right. 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 So I think that's the most important thing for any business owner, entrepreneur, is to focus on the depth, not so much of the width. You can have a thousand likes on a picture, but are these thousand people that are liking your photo engaging and actually going to your restaurant? You know. So instead of creating a post and an ad that's going to reach a hundred thousand people and get a hundred thousand likes, why not create an ad that's going to reach ten thousand people? All right. But it's going to work in depth and it's going to create value and going to give content. So I think focusing on that depth instead of that width is what's separating you and what's going to separate, you know, even us. And that's why I'm giving you props because I feel like you get it. You you get the depth part and not so much of the width part. Well, I'm always learning and Evan's always educating me on, (laughs) because that's what, I mean, not everybody knows everything, right? And that's going back to seeking out people who can help you and who are good at the things that you're not good at because okay I can make a really really good pie but what do I I mean how am I going to let people know how am I going to let people know about it so you need to seek out people that who can help you and and really do your research because there's a lot of people who because they think that they can hold a camera and and take some pictures that they're they're good at social media and they I mean they might be good at like my 15 year olds are really good at Snapchat, but like, can, they build, can they build a brand? I'm not so sure. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, seek out those, those people that will help you and, and know what you want. Don't have this approach where you just want everybody because not everybody's going to be a fan of your product. Yeah, and exactly. Not everybody, and that's okay. You have to be okay with that. You want to focus on the people that want to buy or want to right. or want to be attracted to your product. Right. You don't want to sell somebody that's not going to be sold, that doesn't want to be sold. That's the worst thing to do. Um, and you're, you're hitting it right on the end, right on the now, you know, exactly what you're doing you. right now is, is what businesses need to be doing to build that traction, to build that longevity. So thank you. I think what you're doing on social media and, and how can people follow you actually on social media? Uh, um, if you want to follow salt and honey, it's at salt and honey EP. So it's that's on Instagram. That's on Instagram. And then we're also salt and honey bakery cafe on Facebook. And me personally, I'm at, I might. Instagram is really boring, but it's at Maggie Osmahani if you want to. You guys want to see her last emo post? It was. Really oh, my fun. emo post, my Whataburger post. You can <laughs> you can look at it and see how. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, really excited for people to hear your full episode, uh, Whiskey Wednesday podcast session uh, with Maggie Osmahani. Is coming. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's really long. It's really long. But a full episode is coming out next Wednesday. Date on next Wednesday is the 14th, 13th? No, 16th. Yes. Sunday. Next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. So uh, May 16th, make sure you guys check out Whiskey Wednesday episode number eight and hear the full story of Maggie and how, you know, 
the business came about a little bit more about her you guys definitely need to check out salt and honey if you haven't been there already where can people find salt and honey again 801 north piedras uh, it's between yandel and montana right across and from coconuts any promos any specials any any days any specific days for people to on, the, on the weekends we tend to have specials on the weekends keep an eye out like we do sometimes like last year uh we did something for harry potter's birthday month so we had butterbeer lattes and we had birthday <laughs> cake such a dark. Just, i am a dark i'm sorry you know we did like uh yeah we, we're always so doing cool. stuff so, <laughs> so, so that's cool. another thing about about uh what's fun about um being a local business is that we, we don't have do to be, own, yeah we can yeah, do our, can own, our thing. own thing yeah we can do Nobody our own else thing is we, I, I mean I've been held back a few times because my dorkiness does really shine sometimes <laughs> but but yeah it's okay that's awesome, it's that's okay. awesome. so all, for all the Harry Potter fans all the Harry Potter fans look forward to to July where we have our Harry Potter specials and, uh, <laughs> change awesome. our name to the Leaky Cauldron or something <laughs> <laughs> stop making fun of me <laughs> don't forget the hours Huh? Hours, yeah. Oh, hours the hours. hours. Okay, so we're closed on Mondays, much to the disappointment of many, but that is one way. Why is that? Well, it's one way to, for me to just have a day off, oh, that's honestly, awesome. okay. because it's not worth it to me. You think when you balance, um, you think, okay, revenue, and, but I need time off. I have kids, I have things to do, and so I just I need a day off for myself. And restaurants, especially, they're very consuming and and the hours are really long and and so you just I just need a day to unplug from everything and so Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday we are open from 7 to 4 the kitchen closes at 2 but we're open for coffee and pastries until 4 Friday and Saturday we are open until 9 that's right and Sundays we close at 5 I know that's like a lot to like just just go online and you can see all go that. online yeah, or but, follow them on Instagram yeah and so that was a big thing you know because that was another thing where I give a lot of credit to El Pasoans for, for being flexible with us because our kitchen previously every day closed at 2 and people would just be like waiting outside like we need to eat before the kitchen is closed like <laughs> they didn't I mean they would complain a little but they would still wait so like thank you thank you guys for waiting um but now we're open later hours, so people can come in later. And then we also have uh, beer and wine, coffee, beer and wine. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we do. Beer so and wine. Beer and wine. And then on the weekends, we also have happy hour from 3 to 6. So every half off, beer and wine. Oh, that's awesome. So. <laughs> Did it stop? Yeah, it was still live, but I just didn't get to save it. And you did that last time, huh? No, Andrew called me. Andrew, shout out to Andrew, <laughs> my photographer. You just, you just, you just, killed, watching you just killed my live feed on Instagram. Did that happen last time too? He called you? Yes, I don't know how to stop these calls from coming in. Okay. Okay. There must be a, you can't, right? Oh my god. Yeah, Instagram, you need to figure something out. Maybe, maybe Wi Fi. No, well, like airplane, airplane mode and Wi Fi. Well, you can. You can still get calls, I don't, no? I don't even think it's that. No. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> okay, well, we're still recording on podcast and on YouTube, but um, Maggie, again, thank you so much for stopping by thank you uh, for having and me. you know sharing your story with us, with El Paso, with all the people listening on iTunes thank and you. on YouTube. I know, um, you know, I was really excited to have you on and just kind of listen to your story because it's not it's not a lot of times where you run into people like yourselves that have that vision, that have that ambition. You know, and and, oh, and that are actually go. doing it. You know, that are actually doing it and having success in it. So Thank I applaud you and and wish you nothing but but success for you and and you know your business, Sultan Honey. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. 
closing thoughts. We, we went over closing thoughts. We went over your story. You guys need to make sure that you guys check out the full episode of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions coming out on the 16th next Wednesday. Um, make sure you guys tune in and also follow Maggie and Salt and Honey on Instagram and Facebook. They're going to be pumping out content over here with their marketing guru right Evan. here. <laughs> Evan. Um, shout out to the Sosas as well for for helping out with this podcast. Uh, again, we look forward to bringing you guys so much content and value, um, interviewing you know people like yourselves every single week. I think it's it's going to be really exciting for for us to look back and say, you know, uh, episode number one thousand, do a follow up oh, yeah. follow up with you and. And kind of see where the business is at, and like, oh, uh, London is see. so cold in the winter. You never know. Yeah, never but know. but I mean, appreciate you, and thank you so much for stopping thank by. You. And thank I you do wish me. you so much luck. I mean, I thank really you. think that you're doing something special thank here you. in El Paso, and and thank you so much, So for everybody tuning in again, make sure that you guys check out the full episode next Wednesday. Uh, episode number eight with Maggie as she shares her story and a little bit more about salt and honey. Uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Tune in uh, next Wednesday when we go live uh, with our next guest. I look forward to hearing from you guys as well. See you guys soon.